0: So, wow, what a roller coaster week we had last week, hey, it's, um, you know, definitely uh, Stephen Marshall is definitely not mucking around when it comes to a couple of COVID cases, but I suppose if we don't want to turn out like Sydney, well, that's just what has to happen, and I am a do, I am a all or nothing type of guy, so I can definitely respect, I suppose, some of the stuff that he's, uh, he's implying and putting in place, so, um, But hey, look, we've done it and we get to come back together again. So it's great. You all look fantastic with your masks on. I can't help but sometimes look at Penny and think uh, she looks so serious without seeing her smile. But um, (laughs) all right, let's get into the good stuff. So I'll pray because I definitely need God this morning and uh, we'll fly into some, some meat, as Pastor Josh would say. God, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for what you've done, God. I thank you that your Spirit is alive in us, God. I thank you that you left the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, with us, Father God, Lord. I thank you for um, that. You've paved the way. You've prepared the ground. You've put the foot uh, steps. Well, you've put the the steps in front of us, Father God. You've already prepared the way. God, that you can give us the strength and the ability to walk through life and walk through the boldness that you've given us. I thank you for the word that you've placed on my heart this morning, and I pray that people can make sense of it, and out of it all, they'll hear your voice and your word in it all. Amen. All right, well, this morning I'm going to talk about a God perspective, so Seal's going to help me out back there as well, on the uh, on the multi there. So we're going to start off in Acts 16, 25 to 29. So you've got your Bibles or you can look on the screen. So just a quick little bit of background. Paul and Silas are in prison. There's a few reasons why they're in there, but basically they're in there for sharing their hope of Christ. Uh, there was a pivotal moment that what Paul did something that... Basically someone was annoying him and he casted out a spirit in a woman. It turns out that woman was kind of being paid. Um, basically she was like a, a fortune teller or like she could tell the future and she was annoying Peter and Silas for two days. and Paul kind of casted that spirit out of her. It turns out she was basically she was working for someone and, uh, and the boss didn't like it. and anyway, they got thrown in prison. If you want to read about it, it's before the scripture I'm about to read. But uh, anyway, they're in prison, and uh, this is where it starts. 25, so verse 16, 25. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundations, All the doors immediately flew open and the chains fell off every prisoner. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open, assumed that the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, Stop! Don't kill yourself! We're all here! The jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with everybody in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in his household. Wow. So, my first point I want to get around is perspective. So, how amazing. Is Paul and Silas are in prison. I got. They've been, the scripture before this says that they were severely flogged. So they weren't just like, look, we're going to go to prison now, off we go. They were severely flogged before they went in. They were bruised, they were bleeding, they were probably tired, they were hungry, thirsty. You know, you couldn't think of a worse day, really. And it's midnight. So. You know, like, there's just, there's so many things that just blow me out with reading this scripture because of the perspective that Paul and Silas had still had their eyes on God in the midst of the day that they had had. And they'd obviously probably dealt with other stuff leading into this day, but they still had a willingness to put God first and to seek him over all. Now, I don't know about you, but how often I sometimes think we give our credits and, our credits. We give too much credit to our feelings and our emotions to dictating what God is able to do in our lives. I'm guilty of this. And just before I get too, too started in this, you know, God's been talking to me about this stuff too. So I'm not standing up here saying, hey, look guys, my my plane's landed and uh, you, uh, you can just learn from me. God's talking to me about this stuff now, right? So we're all in this together. So I'm not uh, pointing fingers, but... I just think in definitely 2021 we let our feelings and our emotions measure what God's ability is to change our situation and it cripples our perspective of what God can do in something. Around midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God like battered, bruised, they had a chain, chain around each ankle. You know it's just... To me, it that doesn't sound like the perfect conditions of a praise party. You know, like, i got the privilege to be able to watch Pastor Josh host a, or he was a, a, a um, what were you, Josh? Like a, a guest in a praise, these modern, I I'm not going to pull the old card, but the new thing lately, because no one can go out, is have these little praise parties, and Pastor Josh was a guest through someone that they did, and they had, did, had this little Zoom meeting, and they all dressed up, and they were like, you know, all dancing. And, Josh is, uh, you know, Pastor Josh, he, he, he dressed up and he had these cool glasses and, you know, it, Josh seems to pull off the most goofiest stuff sometimes. So, well done, Josh. But, you know, the like, being in prison, it just doesn't sound like the easiest thing to be able to steal. You know, surely you'd be wondering, God, surely like there's, I'm meant to be, free, out, sharing the word. But it didn't change Paul Silas's perspective. And it's just something that I feel like we just give way too much credit to our emotion and our feelings, church. And again, I'm I am guilty for this as well. Point two, the suddenly moment. Now, Pastor Rob shared a great message in our waking night. And I really encourage you, church, if you can, go back and listen to the podcast on uh, our website. Because there's just something about, you know, I really feel like, you know, um, God was doing something that night. And there's just something about the suddenly moment, you know, from 26. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake. And the prison was shaken to its foundations, and all the doors immediately flew open, and the chains fell off. Pastor Rob said, don't miss these moments because we're preoccupied or without desire of the things of God. You know, we serve a suddenly God, suddenly The Red Sea parted. Suddenly, the walls fall down. Suddenly, the chains fell off. Suddenly, God moved. Suddenly, God can move right now. You know, I've been trying to encourage the team that just because we're wearing... Like, all these restrictions, yes, they're physical restrictions. They don't stop God from doing a work. They don't stop God from doing a suddenly moment because... What stops sometimes a suddenly moment is, again, our perspective in our lens through what we're looking through because we're, we're preoccupied with maybe, oh, you know, I just didn't have a good day today um, or whatever. You know, it's so-and-so cut me off in the car park. Like it's, you know, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but we get offended way too often lately, church, and it's something that I feel like it's... Being offended is such a, a distraction from the bigger calling that God has for us. And Roxanne shared a great communion message last weekend about forgiveness and those things that just release us. I just feel like every five minutes we've got something to be offended about. Someone's probably offended right now because I said the word offended. You know, like it's like, <laughs> let's be honest, like it's just, some reason there's something that just kind of clicks in our head to go, that's it now, I'm going to hang my boots on that and... Uh, until they come up to me and say, oh, I'm sorry, well, then I'm not moving forward. Look, there's certain things we need to talk about. Hey, we're all grown adults. Hey, you know, Katrina, you said that. Let's talk about it. Whatever. But I'm just, Pastor, Rob, uh, Pastor Josh shared a great message about it back in 2017. So I have been flicking through the archives. But, and it was one of Josh's very first, it was the early days, wasn't it, Josh? And it was a great message because I just think, you know, it's, it's such an irrelevant. Anyway, it's my message. It's, I'm going to get onto that later on. But the suddenly moment is so important in our lives because we need to be ready for it. You know, yes, suddenly means it just happened. Oh, you know, oh, what just happened? But let's not act shocked by it. Oh, oh, God moved. Well, what do we do now? You know, like Pastor Rob shared it at the Awakening Night about. When the angel touched uh, Peter, was Peter on it? Peter on the shoulder, and he got up, got dressed, and moved forward. You know, there's oh, it's not like what is that? You know, what am I meant to do? There's this something about a suddenly moment, and then what? What are we? What are we doing next? And that's where again, I feel like our perspective is always going to sometimes measure what our next move is. But if our perspective is fixed on Jesus, and our perspective is fixed on what God can do and what he's not doing, then we're going to be ready for the suddenly moments by acting in them the best way we can possible. I haven't even put a timer on this morning. Beth, you're just going to have to give me a little something, something. I forgot to do that. Uh, Cool. I just wanted a bit of awkward silence so I could just like, You know, it's happened now, so you can move on with it. You can control the awkwardness. Um, The suddenly moment. So sometimes if you don't know what to do in a situation, just a side note, can I encourage you just to worship? You know, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God in the midst, again, of a probably not very, you know, set up um, platform. All they were singing from was just their beliefs in what they had in Jesus. And again, their focus was on God and look what happened. Point three, selflessness. Verse 28, but Paul shouted to him, stop, don't kill yourself, we're all here. Now, if I was in prison, if I was beaded and bruised, if I was hungry, if I was tired, I believed in God, and I was praying, and the doors finally opened. The chains finally fell off. I'd be getting out of there. <laughs> I'm not hanging around for no one. Like again, I'm I'm working through this stuff, you know. I'm, I'm I do have a, a little bit of selfishness about me, but Paul wasn't like. Can you just imagine seeing the doors finally open and be like, I'm getting out. This is it now. You know, I just—it just blows me out that Paul was still dedicated to turning to the guard and saying, "Don't kill yourself. We're all here." Paul and Silas were focused on the promise, not themselves or their situation. Now, back in Acts thirteen forty-seven. It says, For the Lord gave us the command when he said, I made you the light for the Gentiles to bring salvation to the furthest corners of earth. I don't think I put that one up there. So, again, I I do feel like sometimes we look at things and we're waiting for the right conditionings. It's like, oh, God wants me to do that. It must mean that it needs to be the perfect conditioning for it. But really... It's like everyone Paul saw and Silas saw, there was an opportunity there to share the word or to share some type of hope that has been stored in them. Having God enables us to truly open and fulfil the real meaning of laying down our lives to others. The true meaning of selflessness is shown all through Jesus. And like I said I'm working through this stuff as well, you know. There's been times where um you know like you know, you know when there's certain things that you're like oh, I should do that for that person or I should just you know like whatever. Like it, it, there's so many things that I'm sure that we could think about in your own life how we could relate uh to being selfless. But you know, times are just obviously so different back then in the, in those days. And I just, it just still astounds me that, you know, all these things, like the restrictions are a perfect example. Like it's, if we were just, our restrictions are just to be lifted overnight, you know, how quickly would everyone be able like, to want to fly overseas or whatever? Like I'm just trying to use that as an example of like, you know, how quickly we would be to obviously go do something uh, for ourselves. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying we are selfish people. Like, It's just, Beth's probably the only selfless person I know, to be honest. Um, right, let's keep going here. Uh, oh, this, so this, uh, this is my offended point. So this is what I'm saying, you know, as I said, uh, 2021. It is such a a year where it is about us. You know, you jump on multi, you jump on uh, media, and it's you know, there's there's some good stuff, and there's obviously not some so good stuff. But it's all made to obviously put the focus on us. You know, this is what you need to have. You need to have the nicest car. You got to have the flashiest face mask. You got to have this. You have got to have this best hand sanitizer, whatever it might be. And you know, I just think. There's a God filter and a perspective that we, if we continue to, and I use the word continue boldly because it is a day-to-day thing. Being not offended is it is a day-to-day thing. Like we might walk out of here today and think, you know what? Or last week when we heard Roxanne's message about forgiveness, you know what? I'm going to forgive everyone, whatever. But then, as soon as some an opportunity presents itself, again, I'm guilty of this stuff. It's like, nah, nah. You know, I'm not. I'm going to take offence to that, or you know, I'm going to I'm going to not see things. Um, I'm not going to see things as you know, in a biblical mindset. I'm going to kind of see them as a physical mindset because our our natural being is probably one of the most natural things in thinking that kind of overcomes our mind sometimes. Was well, this good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, It doesn't matter how many times you rehearse this stuff in the bedroom, every time you stand up here and start doing it, it's such a different feeling. Isn't it, Bernard? (laughs) Me and Bernard have some laughs about this stuff. It's great. We love doing it. I I do love doing it. I just wish I was like Pastor Rob already. But (laughs) his ability to be able to just flow with it, flow with the spirit. Um, in Philippians 2.4, it says, Don't look out only for your own interests, but take interest in others too. You know, it's such a Jesus thing to keep our radar open and keep our eyes open to what other people are doing. And can I say, if you don't know what to do, encouragement is probably one of the biggest fruits that I believe that we can have as, a, as, a, as an individual you know, um, just encouraging one another and encouraging people even in the Word of God or pushing into the Word of God. It's such a weapon that we can use to just encourage one another when we really don't know what to say. Um, There's one more thing there but it's gone. Ah, point four. All for the one. So this is obviously where it ties into our theme of this year. 29, the jailer... The jailer called for the lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, along with everybody in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all those who lived in his household. You know, this is. Again, it's all coming back because Paul and Silas kept their eye on on Jesus, and there's that celebration about that one. You know, in Luke fifteen seven, it's obviously power phrasing it of you know Jesus obviously celebrates about the one. And my perspective now, whether it's yours or not, well, I've got the mic, so I'm just going to share mine. But like my perspective, Jesus has already had a praise party because you've given your salvation. Now, let's have another one for the next person. And then let's have another one for the next person. And that's where I feel like Paul and Silas had a burden of new Christians, of new people, of new people that needed to know the Word of God. And that's uh, and that's something that, you know, I feel like you just threw me, Josh. That's something that, um, you know, we we need to keep our eyes on because it's again, there's that selflessness. It's not all about us all the time. Hey, hey, look, we've got our needs. I've got my needs. And God will continue to meet them. But can we get passionate and can we get excited about the next new person that is going to receive the love of Jesus on their life? Because I'm sure we all agree people need it. People need it more than ever. And there's, you have a light inside of you that you can show to others. And... That's where I think that, again, Paul and Silas were just so hungry for the freedom wasn't the gates being open and the chains being uh, off. The freedom was seeing people free from the bondage and slavery of, their, like, of not being saved. Do you get what I mean? Paul and Silas saw the freedom of the gates opening, the change being dropped off, but the true freedom that they were looking at was seeing other, to seeing someone else being set free in their own life and being born again. And that's where I just continue to pray in myself that there's opportunities that I have at work, down the street. You know, Pastor Rob shared a great message about Oh, I can't remember the theme of it, but the gist of it was like, you know, God gives us, gives us assignments and we, sometimes we miss those assignments because we're too, you know, our perspective or I can't remember his wording, but it was basically, you know, who are we missing to share the love of Jesus with because of our own selflessness, because we don't get the concept that it is all for the one. It is all about now celebrating for the next person. Now, you're still going to have victories in your life and we'll celebrate them. But the true party is obviously when someone accepts Jesus into their life and their eyes are open and their chains have been set free. You know, sometimes when I think about sharing the Word of God with people, it's probably not with someone I'm probably not liking at that time. You know what I mean? Like it's like... Oh, I've got a pretty good relationship with Benjamin, you know, I might just have a chat with him, see where, you know, see if he wants to meet Jesus or not, Paul gave this gift to someone that was keeping him behind bars, can we just get that for a moment, if someone's offended you or if there's unforgiveness, whether Christian or not, you know, obviously the point is more unchristian related, but it's he was still willing to give this gift of hope, of life, of joy to someone that was keeping him behind bars. There's no other compassion, like under the word compassion in the dictionary, I almost feel like this is what it should say. You know, because it's just, to me, I'm always looking for the kind of perfect candidate. Oh yeah, Shalini, she's, you know, she's an easy approach. You know, I just go up to her and whatever. You know, like I'm... Whereas if someone's throwing stones at me or not happy or whatever it might be, and again, I'm working through this stuff, they're not the first person to think I'm going to share the love of Jesus with them while they're throwing stones at me, while while they're wanting to drag my name down, whatever it might be. And I just think God has the ability to change our mindset to say, you know what, I forgive you for what you're saying you know, I'm going to look at this in a different manner rather than looking at it through the eyes of the selfishness of like, well, when you come back and kiss my feet, I'll then give you a gift or whatever it might be. You know what I mean? I think about this stuff. Don't look at me like you don't either. (laughs) Like, come on. All right, time's ticking away. His perspective was so much bigger than himself and he was totally on God's agenda. You know, there's a great song that Hillsong sings, it's called So Will I, and there's a word in there that says, you're the one who never leaves the one behind. Man, I've been listening to that song on repeat for the last two weeks, and it's just something that continues to remind me about, you know, that one, that one. All right. How can I relate this to myself? I'm glad you asked. The first point that we're is trust in God, not things. Paul and Silas continued to put their trust in God and their promise he had laid on them. Again, back in Acts, wherever I said before, about going to the furthest points of the earth. You know, things, not God. Again, we live in a materialistic world. You know, hey, look, I like nice things. Like, Again, there's nothing wrong with nice things. It's just if those things get taken away, don't all of a sudden lose your hope in Jesus or don't all of a sudden lose your perspective of, oh, well, God blessed me with that car and now it's gone, so that's it now, you know, my blessing's gone. No, God's bigger than a car. You know, I was having a bit of a a rough week. I can't remember what kind of was it, and I was standing outside. I won't tell you what I was doing, but I was kind of standing there having a moment uh, it was dark and I was looking up as I was doing my thing and uh, I just looked at the stars and <laughs> I just looked at the stars and I thought, God put every star in the sky. How small is my little problem that I'm going through right now? God's got it. Can we all say it? God's got it. You know, it was just such a... I, just, I, felt, I felt like... A piece of grain sand, you know, like, compared to the what God is and how big God is. And I say that not to make us feel like, oh, I'm so little, you know, like, I don't really have anything for me. No, 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 I'm just saying how big God is. You know, like, he put the stars in the sky. He put the sun, I tried to get all, um... Louis Giglio, I tried to get, I tried to get, like, I researched some of his stuff and you know, I wanted to come and do the whole science thing and be like, you know, like, where a million football fields bigger than, I just couldn't do it, I was like, this guy's, I'll just stitch things through a living and he's a professor or something, but to my point, you know, it's it's to make us feel that, you know, we are basically a speck of sand on this face of this earth, but it's God is huge and God can do a work in your situation. Sometimes we just need to change our perspective about what it might be because a new house, a new car, something materialistic may be not the answer to your situation. Money does not buy happiness. You know, like it helps some things, but I just think that, you know, we do need to make money to pay bills. I'm not saying money's of the devil, but it's just... God can help you in your things. God is a big God. God designed so much. Just look at the stars in the sky, the universe. It's just incredible when you really take a moment to to look at it. Isaiah 26, 3-4. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord Forever for the Lord, the Lord Himself is the rock internally. Amen. Okay, number two, keep your focus on God. I'm gonna change gears here. Continue to trust in God, keeping your eyes on him. Don't lose hope in things he has placed on your life. Because I believe that each season of life oh yeah, that's a good one. So the gym yesterday must have wrote that because the gym today can't remember that but you know how often do we go through seasons of life that we wonder what's next what are we going to do when's that going to happen I'm waiting for this to happen whatever and again at that moment that I was looking up and seeing God's marvelous creation did you just maybe stop and think maybe God's preparing me for the next season you know we we might want certain abilities to be able to do things, but we all need to train for them sometimes. And that's where I believe that each season of life builds us up for the next. And I'm sure we know the scripture in Romans 5 3 to 5. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for you know when for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character and character of strength and confidence, hope of salvation and this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly god loves us because he gives us the holy spirit to fill our hearts with his love just a side note we need to become more holy spirit um, uh, what's that when you like need something you know like you need to always plug into it reliant Thanks, subconscious. Reliant. We, you know, sometimes we need to become more reliant on the Holy Spirit. God, Jesus left us with the Holy Spirit. And we need to sometimes... God doesn't expect us to do it on our own. That's why he left the Holy Spirit with us. And that's where I think, you know, Holy Spirit, help me in this situation. Help me keep my perspective right. Number three. Have God moments with people. This is a massive one. Have God moments with people. You know... We all are a part of a sporting community. We, oh, sorry. We are a part of a community. Friends, work, sport. Now, this doesn't mean look for someone that is dressed with a top that's saying, I am the one. You know, like, again, how many times do we look at a situation that we're wanting a condition of, we're going to, um, you know, that's the one that God wants me to, to talk, talk to Jesus with. You know, Have that God moment with people. There's that all for the one party again. So God I can't but you can. I shared about that last time and that's where I believe that you know I'm a male I try and do things with my hands and try and fix them myself but it's God that's going to sow the seed and that's all it takes sometimes just sowing a seed to have that God moment with people. Sowing a seed showing hope in a situation that might not see hopeful for them. you know the Holy Spirit will give us the right words to be able to speak into it and if there's the situation is right, well then I'm sure you'll be able to then lead them to God. And that's something that I pray this morning, church, that you'll find those God assignments because our perspective is always kept on him and what he can do through us. Because that's such a thing that we need to also know, that God wants to work through us. And if our perspective and our lens is right, then that focus of God working through us is going to be so much more fluent. You know, the picture I like to look at it is like a, a long hose and if it's all kinked, the water does still get to the end but it's dribbling, you know, like whereas in if it's, if it's straight, if it's smooth, well then that flow of the Holy Spirit is going to be so much more evident in our lives and uh, I just want you to be encouraged by that. that. It might be a drop in your life this morning but that drop is still enough to be able to save someone and to have a God moment with someone. Great. Well... That's me. I'm going to pray us out and then we're going to welcome uh, Pastor Josh back up. Is that right? I was meant to ask Shalini to come up, but as usual, I got too carried away with what I'm saying rather than what I should have around me. So thanks, Shalini, for being ready. Okay. So you can come up now, Shalini. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't make that very clear. God, I thank you that uh, you've placed people inside of us to uh to help us um to help us in life but then also help us stay focused with you god that i pray that there's certain people that you'll just make you'll come to our minds right now of who we can have a god moment with father that there's new people there that are new christians that are just waiting to hear your word waiting to hear your voice and i just thank you that you've put the message in each one of us that you've put the message in us sometimes that message can be so simple but your word makes it so powerful and God I just thank you this morning for each person here I just pray that as we leave that you can just help us change our perspective to be more like yours that we can just be less selflessness God that again we can just have the heart and the burden for the one thank you God that you're always open to us Father God And I just pray this morning that your Holy Spirit will have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Fantastic. All right, Pastor George.